Welcome back to the Scarlet Faithful Podcast. I'm Aaron Brightman. Once again with David Anderson running through the positional previews for Rutgers football ahead of the 2023 season. Previewing today, running backs, uh, arguably the strongest and most uh, experienced uh, position group on, on the team. Uh, David, starting obviously, uh, Sam Brown had a breakout freshman year. Uh, until he got that injury against Indiana and missed the last five games of the season, but uh, really showcased his talent and potential uh, to be kind of the, the focal point of the offense. Uh, what are your thoughts on Sam Brown now entering this year? I mean, Sam Brown is where it all starts with this offensive uh, attack because the real question for this group, we know they can be average, but can they be elite? And that's where at times Sam Brown – made plays, especially in the outside zone where he kind of just ran around people. It was hard to describe. It was like he kind of stiff-armed them, but then he just got himself enough space to then accelerate past the defender uh, or, you know, drag him a little bit. It, it was almost a little bit unorthodox in terms of his running style, but it was very effective. And he's got the ability to make guys miss, to overpower people, and then also he showed some breakaway speed – uh, not like he's, you know, like we'll talk about Al Shadi Salam. Like if he's gone, he's gone. He's not necessarily at that point. And I'm not sure if the foot injury is going to put a, you know, a clamp on that even more. But I mean, what we saw from him was a very skilled running back as a true freshman. So, I mean, his numbers are good in what he played. I mean, the biggest thing to me, if you want to talk about like what pops against Ohio State starting defense, he was yep. running for five yards of carry. Right. I'm sure if we were to go back and look in the last decade of Rutgers football in the Big Ten, no running back, even against their second string, probably even against their third string, was running for five yards to carry. Now, I think Michigan might want to give Rutgers some credit because they kind of realized that when they played Ohio State. But uh, Brown showed that, you know, elite running back play, you know, is giving your offense another dimension. Yeah, that, that uh, I was you, you beat me to it, but that Ohio State game to me is what really jumped out when I was like, okay, you, we we got something for real here because he had I believe five or six runs of over seven yards in that game, and uh, a lot right. of his production came in the first half against their first stringers. It wasn't like he finished with eighty nine yards, but it's not like he got sixty in the second half against the you know second right, third right. string. He was he was legit running against their top defense, and uh, yeah, I mean he looked good. And uh, I think um, it, what's going to be interesting, I think, is how they manage his load early on. Uh, I know there was some criticism that, you know, perhaps he got hurt because he got utilized so much so quickly. I, I don't think that really has part of anything to do with it. But I do think now coming back from the injury, you know, and, and that's part of the, I think, the strength of this group is that they do have some, some depth. So they don't need to, you know, I don't think we should expect Brown to get 25 carries in week one. But I think potentially as the season goes on and as he potentially gets stronger, uh, we could see more of that emphasis throughout the year. But, um, you know, I think managing him early on as he is kind of getting back into the swing of things from the injury is obviously crucial because I think they, they I, I, me personally, I'd wrap him in a bubble uh, Sunday through Friday and then let him out on, on, on Saturdays because I think he's that important. Yeah, I mean, I think that like we're talking about and – kind of, you know, when we talk about statistics and, you know, these next generation stats and things like that, you're starting to realize how the explosive play is really super important. 
like the, that huge run he had against Nebraska that got called back for a phantom holding call in Ireland Brown, which no one will ever convince me wasn't because the BTN <laughs> team was like, we got to keep this game close because no one's ever going to tune out at halftime. And this is a blowout. Um, like plays like that, where you not only move the chains, you're completely resetting like where the defense is like on the field, they have to adjust. And, and those type of impacts, like really explosive 20 yards downfield, but you kind of hinted at it too, is how many times can you just stay ahead of schedule by running for five yards instead of three or seven yards instead, like let's say it's second and 10 and you run for seven yards instead of three or four, that's setting up a third and short instead of a third and medium or long. And so that's where I think you, you might see a lot of him, you know, where you're going to see, like, for example, a second and 10 and the defense is in a cover two, like, can he get those few extra yards that get you back on schedule? And I know that Rutgers had some good running backs in the past decade. I was thinking about this last night, the number of guys who have played in the NFL, like, you know, Robert Martin, Isaiah Pacheco, uh, Hillman was only here for a year. Uh, uh, Gus Edwards was only here for a year. Blackshear was only here for two years. But, like, even none of them, I thought, really got the offense back on schedule like Brown was able to do at times uh, last year. And so that is one of those things that I think may go underrated uh, until we actually see it on game day when he comes back healthy. That's a great point. Uh, now Kyle Manungai obviously has had some moments for Rutgers over the last two years. Uh, I mean, ha- had that, uh, the game of his life against uh, head-to-head against Michigan his former State. teammate Jalen Berger at Michigan State. Um, you know, he's obviously offers a little bit of a change of pace compared to Brown. Uh, I, I feel like, especially early on, I, I, I uh, said, but I, I feel like he, he's going to have to be an impact I think at some point and, and probably sooner rather than later to, to kind of share the load, so to speak, as Brown gets up to speed, what do you think and, and like about Benungai? Well, there's a lot to like, and there's a lot to be questioning, right? In terms of the, the downer, he hasn't really shown a good ability as a receiver and he's not a great blocker, but as a runner, he's quite good. I mean, as an overall running back pro football focus had him as the 16th best running back in the conference last year among qualifiers, which again, Sam Brown would have been higher, but he didn't have enough snaps. Right. But Manungai was like, so again, that's a border that that's as a sir. That is a big 10 starting level. And when you factor in that his scores were much higher, actually carrying the football versus as a receiver or as a blocker, you can say, okay, this guy brings us a lot to the table as a runner. Why is that? Well, when you look at that Michigan State game, they were playing a lot of cover two. Michigan State had an awful defensive backfield, and their way of handling it was to just play seven in the box. And with Manunga's ability to read blocks and understand where the space is going to be, he just had a field day. Not only that, but then when the safeties were coming down from way downfield, he was able to either run around them, run through them, or at least just fall forward and add a few more yards. And then that's how he accumulated all that yards against Michigan state was that even when second level and third level defenders were coming down on him, like he has the quickness and he understands angles to get a little bit extra when he makes the carry. So I really like him uh, as a runner in bursts. I think that if he's overused, like pretty much every running back, if he loses even a half a step because he's a little bit banged up over the course of the game, over the course of the season, like it's really important to keep him fresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that speaks to the depth, I think, too, is that they, they really do have the opportunity to have a good rotation 
uh, in the backfield. And that goes to Aaron Young, who, you know, I'm really hopeful can be, a, I think he can make a huge impact, uh, you know, catching short passes out of the backfield. Obviously he has to stay healthy. He had some injury issues again last season. Um, you know, he's been a little inconsistent at times, I think probably in part due to not, never really being able to get into rhythm because of the injuries. Um, but what do you think, uh, you know, he has to offer this year and how much do you think he can be utilized in that short passing game? Yeah, I mean, in addition to the injuries, when you talk about Young, right, when Raheem Blackshear just decided in the middle of the season, okay, I'm done, uh, he basically was a team slot man. He was a slot receiver, even though he was a running back. Right. right. And so he has also, like we talked about with so many other position groups on this team, it's like this is one of the few times he's gotten consistent reps while healthy for an offseason in the same offense. Mm -hmm. So it's entirely possible that he, he achieves his basically high three border four star uh, status when he was coming out of high school and flipped, uh, like, I don't know if you mentioned this, but from, last minute from Michigan State to Rutgers to join his brother who's no longer, you know, graduated. Um, but I've always been very bullish on because he also, like Manungai, has excellent vision, especially on the perimeter. Like what you saw in that bowl game when he ultimately got injured uh, two years ago, like he was running well. Like he was finding space on the perimeter against the team in Wake, uh, Wake Forest that you know was not a defensive juggernaut even by ACC standards. And so I think Aaron Young is a type of player that has a skill set as a runner and as a receiver – and he knows his blocking is quite good, too, in terms of picking up. He's a little small, so sometimes he can only just kind of get a body on a guy who's kind of a blitz, blitzing linebacker or something like that, but he gets the body on him to give your quarterback enough time to just not be sacked immediately. So I think he brings skills in all facets. The question is, do you kind of use him as a stopgap in kind of plugging any of the other weaknesses of the group, or is he actually going to kind of come in and raise the level of, of the players around him and actually be a difference maker just as a ball carrier. I honestly don't know. And I, and I don't, I think that it would be logical to use him as a third down back at minimum because he has all those skills and he is a good receiver out of the backfield. Um, but I could see why they might go a different direction with some of the other guys that they have, like the next guy we're going to talk about, Al Shadi Salam. But anything else you wanted to say on Aaron Young? Well, I just think between the three of those guys, if you have Brown, Manungai, and, and Young, and they can all stay healthy, I, I think that, you know, that's a pretty good trio to have. I think, uh, you know, are they top half of the Big Ten? I think they definitely could be. Um, and I think it would be fascinating to see how they kind of rotate them in and utilize them in different ways, uh, which, yes, touches on now Ashadi Salam and also the true freshman, Deshaun Benjamin. You know, we don't know how much they're, they're going to get time, but they seem like the next two up on the depth chart. Uh, and obviously, you know, with injuries, they could see significant time. What do they bring to the table, and, and, and what do you think about their potential? Yeah, Salam's an interesting one because I felt like his best skill was catching screen passes, and that became a problem because he was dealing with a hand injury for most of the year last year. If you look at his production, it's very front-loaded. And it's not just because he was facing weaker competition. He, he was dealing with an injury. And so then it felt like the staff was not comfortable throwing him the ball when he's considered to be a good receiver. So, uh, you know, there's questions. Does he just become a slot receiver? But as a runner, he has the ability to just take a, like one of those outside zone runs, which I think they'll run less of now. But I just don't know in this scheme if his skills are going to be as showcases they would have been 
in other offenses that they could be running. But when this fellow gets the ball in his hands and he's on the corner, he will make the first man miss. Like yeah. that is a given. And so a lot of his like what I think will happen with him is like we talked about with the other positions early in the season, if the older, more proven guys are getting the job done, then he's pro- he might not get a lot of reps. But if the team is desperate for playmaking, like we saw end of last year, end of 2019, for example, like they might just have to say, okay, they got to give it to the guys who are electric with the ball in their hands. And he might be one of those guys. Great point. And, uh, you know, Benjamin, true freshman, his speed as well. Uh, you know, again, he's, he's probably the fifth guy in the depth chart. So it'd be interesting to see if he does get any time. And maybe we do see him show up on special teams somewhere. Well, we've also seen in the past where we felt like the running back room was pretty set. And then a true freshman just shows up. And, you know, it's like Isaiah Pacheco or, you know, Josh Hicks in the past. And you're like, well, you just got to play this guy. He's that good. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I don't think at any point we were ready for any of those true freshmen to make the impact that they had. But it is a position where a true freshman, if he does the job, he can look good. We know Shannon loves those kind of small compact build running backs that are really hard for defenses to see behind the line. Uh, Benjamin, one of the knock on him during his recruitment was like fumbles that he might like have fumbled the ball a few times, which would make me believe, okay, he's not going to be used as a punt returner if that's the perception. But I mean, I don't know. He could. And then to your point earlier, running backs are going to be injuries. Usually if you've got four guys, two of them are going to be out or banged up so there's probably going to be an opportunity at some point in the season where if he can you know add something to the table he gets an opportunity and then does he seize it or not i I think the other guys ahead of him are are pretty good i think they've all shown something but you know there's always a chance for a guy like him though compared to other guys in the past i would say special teams less likely for him as a return man i think you're more likely to see salam maybe even aaron young i don't know if they want to risk injury with him but maybe in, as a return man. I'm not sure about Benjamin this year. Final thoughts on running back uh, on your end? Absolutely comes down to can they be elite? I've got my Lindy's preview here for the Big Ten, which they are the only magazine that still does a unique Big Ten preview. And they've got Rutgers as the 13th best running back room in the conference. Every single person I've talked to now, because you know I, I do some contributions to Off Tackle Empire, Everybody there is like, that's a joke. Because they, they know, they've seen Sam Brown, they've seen Kyle Manungai, they've seen these guys, and they're like, no, they, they're they an average, at worst, Big Ten running back room. Yeah. Can they be elite? Can they be top five? That's what we – that will be key. Because if they can, and this team can establish a bread and butter, everything can be built off of that. Well, and I think to do that, Sam Brown has to be elite. And I think Manungai and Young have to be super efficient in the touches that efficient, they get yeah. to complement him uh, and, and all playing their role in that way. And if that can happen, yeah, I think they could be a three-headed monster for sure. I totally agree. David Anderson, thank you so much once again. This is our running back preview. Stay tuned for more positional previews ahead here at the Scarlet Faithful.